Welcome back to After Battle. I'm your host as always, Daniel Levy, your co-host Shaq. We're going to be talking Bellator 180 and Bellator NYC. Chael Sonnen versus Wanderlei Silva. It's finally happening. <laughs> it happened once on uh, the set of Tough Brazil when uh, they got into a little street fight and now they get to settle it inside the Bellator cage at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, man, I'm, uh, it's been a long time coming, man, and uh, that was a nice blast double chill had in the uh, on the tough show. <laughs> it really was, man. You think he's uh, gonna recreate history here? <laughs> you know, it's a it's a very good chance, but is he gonna fall into that sub again? Yeah, the thing is, when was the last time Vanderlei got a sub? I know he had. Didn't he have a very tight guillotine on Rich Franklin, but couldn't quite finish it? Was it Rich Franklin that he no, went for? There was. He had that one fight when he went for that guillotine. He was hanging on to it. You know, this time when he takes down Vanderlei, there's not going to be someone soccer kicking Chael in the head. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, that's shout out to my boy uh, Andre Dita for uh, you know for uh, protecting his boy. But uh, I'm excited for the fight. I'm as well, man. I'll tell you what. I'm actually going to shell out the sixty bucks. To buy the Bellator pay-per-view, I mean, look, if you give me a fight like Douglas Lima versus Lorenz Larkin, I'm going to pay for that fight. I mean, Douglas Lima is one of the best in the business. Lorenz Larkin was a consistent, a consensus top 10 welterweight in the world. So, you know, in my opinion, we're going to have two top 15 welterweights in the world going at it. And um, we're going to see how uh, Lorenz reacts to that Bellator debut. Now, let's get down to business, man, because, look, we got James Gallagher. He's minus 210. The comeback on Shinzo Machida is plus 175. Now, James Gallagher, you know, trains out of SBG and all these kids. They think they're Conor McGregor. And Shinzo Machida is the brother of Leota Machida. So it's a very interesting matchup. You know, you got the karate guy versus, you know, the new school, I guess you could say karate guy. And the question is, is James Gallagher as good as he's hyped to be? You know, he's gone out there and beat the guys he's supposed to beat, which is, hey, that that's one thing in itself. But now... Even though Chinzo Machida, you know, he's not like his brother or anything like that. Don't get it twisted. He's still been training martial arts his entire life, and he can still uh, capitalize on an opening and knock someone out cold. Yeah, man. I mean, Chido, I mean, Chinzo, uh, Chinzo's flow on the feet, I mean, is beautiful. I mean, you know, he's just like you said with his brother, uh, the nice karate flow. And, you know, to be honest, I'm not impressed with Gallagher at all. You know, I feel like if Chinzo can stuff the takedowns, I honestly think he's going to, handle Gallagher on the feet but you know how these Bellator things work man it's just uh you know I like to I like to play the the more real fights like Douglas and Lorenz you know things like that but um you know I think Chinzo's worth a look but you know I'd wait till closer to fight day just to get a better feel for it see what's going on behind the scenes and you know uh the fight week festivities but um you know I'm, I'm gonna go with Chinzo by KO you know, man, I feel you, and I want to go with Chinzo, but I'm going to go with the hype prospect Gallagher. I, I feel like they're bringing him in. They're trying to, you know, get a name on his resume, even though it's not Leota Machida. Just the fact that it says Machida is a big deal. You know how this shit works in Bellator, man. And even though, you know, we're you know we're going to look to fit James Gallagher very soon. What weight class is he, by the way? 45. Oh, imagine Manny Sanchez versus Gallagher. <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd be licking my chops. So it's one of those things, man. You know, I'm I'm looking. Uh, that seed's been planted, and I I think he gets this win. But you know, we're we're gonna keep our eyes on him for sure. Next up, <laughs> the rematch no one wanted to see. We got <laughs> Phil Davis. He's minus one twenty. The comeback on Ryan Bader 
is plus 100. Now, the first time they fought, I believe Ryan Bader was a plus 220 dog. Now he's a plus 100 dog. You think he's going to do it for the second time? Man, it's going to be an... I feel like the fight's going to go exactly like how the first one did, man. I feel like it's going to be close, boring, you know, to both dudes grinding on each other. But, um, you know, I think Bader's going to edge it out again. I feel like he's made the more improvements in his game since the last time they fought. And, you know, just overall in his career, you know, Phil still never really figured out the stand-up part of his game. He's gotten better at it, but it's still rudimentary. It's still basic. He still does the same things. That's where Bader... Bader can at least knock you the fuck out, you know what I'm saying? And um, I think uh, Bader's going to land the more powerful shots in this one. Um, Phil is the better wrestler. They actually wrestled two times in college, and uh, Phil won both times. Um, but, you know, this isn't wrestling. But, uh, you know, I think Bader's going to edge it out by another split decision. You know, man, it's interesting because... I don't often pick Phil Davis, but I think this is one of the spots where I'm going to, man. You know, I feel like he's going to slightly edge it. You know, it, people are going to think it could have gone either way. You know, I think he's going to, you know, stare at him for a minute, then throw one big leg kick, mix in a takedown, then Bader pops back up, but but uh, Davis scored those points. You know, that kind of thing. They clinch, they stare at each other. You know, it's going to be like the same fight as the first, but this time it's for five rounds in the Bellator cage. I feel for that reason, Phil Davis will have, you know, the Bellator seasoning. Because, you know, with these guys that come into the Bell come into Bellator for the very first time, it tends to not go well, man, with a lot of these guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at Benson Henderson. He's been getting smoked in Bellator. Look at a guy like Matt Mitrione. He goes in there and gets uh, knocked out by the first jobber that uh, he fought. We'll talk about that when we get to his fight, but... In this spot, man, I think that Phil Davis is actually going to go out there and retain his title. Yeah, man. Um, I'm interested to see how uh, Bader Bader does, man. He took a big, you know, jump coming over, and um, let's see if he finally captures a belt for once. <laughs> you know, yeah, for real, right? <laughs> now, next up, Michael Chandler. He's minus 750. The comeback on Brent Primus. Is plus five twenty five. Now you've been telling me about this Primus kid for a while, and uh, you think he's finally gonna get that Shot gold? Um, I mean, look, Primus is a tough guy. You know, I like to call him a workman fighter. You know, he has to take a punch to get going. But when he gets going, man, I mean, he's pretty solid. I mean, that Derek Anderson fight. I mean, he beat Anderson up. He got the better of the positioning, but we know the deal with Chandler, man. He's hell on wheels for a good round and a half, and I mean, and he's throwing serious heat. But, you know, after that, man, he completely gasses out. Then, you know, he's relying on that big lead he has in the first. And then, you know, that's what's caused him to lose, drop a couple of decisions to Will Brooks and, you know, Eddie Alvarez. And, you know, that's that's just the gist of his game. I mean, that's what he is. He's a one-round-and-a-half fighter. And then after that, he's just, you know, relying on that D1 wrestling. But, um, you know, Primus is a tough guy, but man, he's gonna to win this. He's gonna have to survive a serious storm for about a good ten minutes and not get knocked out. But uh, Chandler should take this. But if the line was like plus seven hundred, plus eight hundred, plus a thousand, like maybe Jovis Caldwell, then I you know consider it. But not, not right now. No, I feel you, and I and I think that Primus is a very respectable fighter. Trains out of trains out of a great camp. Timo Yama. He's getting better every single time we see him fight. He's one of these tough, you know, like you said, workmen-like fighters, man. He goes out there, he takes his licks, he gives his licks, and, you know, if you start to tire on a guy like Brett yeah, yeah. Primus, he's going to put it on you. He's got that Brian Barberena thing going. So it comes down to we know 
with Michael Chandler, Chandler, those first two rounds, you know, he's like the best pound-for-pound fighter on the planet, man. You know, he blows people out the water in that first round. But after that, he historically tends to gas. And if he does that in this fight, that is where Brent Primus could take over. So it's just a matter of, you know, what's going to happen here. I do think that in certain situations, Chandler is really going to prevail, such as when Chandler gets that top position. You know, I saw Derek Anderson... You know, landing some heavy elbows on Brent Primus in that top position. I think that Michael Chandler, he's so small, he's so short, he's so compact that he can go out there and uh, cause some damage to Brent Primus, man. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go with uh, the, the minus 725 uh, favor, the champion here, man. So, But, you know, I really, or minus 750, rather. But, you know, I really like this kid, Brent Primus. I think he's got a bright future, man. Yeah, he's a tough kid, and, um... You know, was, even if he loses this, man, he'll have a good... He'll be back. You ready for this? Matt Mitrione's minus 125. The comeback on Fedor, the last emperor, is plus one, 105. Yeah, um, you know, you know, I think Mitrione's a nice guy, but, I mean, let's be honest here. He's a 500 fighter, and he's never improved. I mean, it's the same old thing, you know, sprawl and brawl. And, you know, he used to rely on that speed, but, man, I feel like that speed has gone It's gone now. I mean, he's still agile, don't get me wrong, but, you know, when he's getting knocked out by Carl, whatever his last name is. Sue and, you know, and, and, guys, let's be honest here, the fight was fixed. And, you know, my thing with these Bellator fights is these type of fights sketch me out betting-wise because, you know, let's be honest here, Bellator is about ratings. They want ratings, and... It almost feels like to me like they have a script, and you know, Fedor's the star. Fedor's the one that's bringing in the viewers. So, to me personally, I think that they want Fedor to win. And you know, I'm not saying the fight's fixed, but <laughs> it might be fixed. You know, but as far as a from a fight standpoint, I'm gonna be in trouble now. <laughs> as from a uh, fight standpoint, but uh, you know, I just think. Uh, Mitrione will just find a way to lose, man. He'll he'll shoot for a takedown, an unnecessary takedown, or get knocked out. But um, Fedor is my pick here, and you know it might even be it might be worth a small shot, man. Um, you know Mitrione has a tendency to find ways to lose. He breaks easily, and you know uh, one thing about Fedor, man. Even though you know he's past his prime, he won't quit, man. I mean, you remember that Fabio Maldonado fight? You know, even though it was the ref, you know, helped him out a little bit. I mean, he was knocked down. He still didn't quit, you know. So, I'm going to go with uh, Fedor. You know what, man? I'm going to go with Fedor as well. And, you know, I, I know a lot of people are very confident on Matt Mitrione. They think he's just going to go out there and blow him out the water. But, look, even in Matt Mitrione's prime, he lost to everyone good that he fought. You know what I mean? The Czech-Congo fight, that was very ugly. The big country fight. And, and I just feel like, yeah, I know he beat Derek Lewis. But, you know, I mean, when you run into a heavyweight forearm, you're going to get knocked out. It, it, it is what it is. But in this spot, man, I mean, look. Mitrion made his UFC, excuse me. Mitrion made his Bellator debut. He goes out there. He gets knocked out by Carl Sumanutafa. But, you know, the ref was wearing an earpiece. He let him survive. And... Mitrion came back and won the fight. I mean, you know, that's all I got to say about that. And then he fought Ollie Thompson, the world's strongest man. Uh, you know, <laughs> c congrats, man. Pat on the back. I feel like, even though, you know, we know Fedor is, you know, completely done, I, I feel like he can uh, make, you know, one last explosion, go in there. 
you know, faint, throw that big overhand right, catch him, and uh, knock out Matt Mitrio. And I'm not going to be betting on this one, but I do have the last emperor, Fedor Emelianenko. Now, I got to almost, you know, I'm thinking about a debate on, excuse me, I'm thinking about a bet on this fight. We got Lorenz Larkin. He's minus 185. The comeback on Douglas Lima is plus 160. We're going to get, we're going to keep our belt here in Atlanta. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I think like Douglas. I feel like Douglas is gonna get the fight he wants. You know, he's not gonna have to worry about stuffing takedowns or, you know, getting grinded against the fence. Not saying Lorenz can't do that because Lorenz took down George Masvidal. You know, and we know how hard it is. You know, to take down George Masvidal. So, I mean, Lorenz wrestling has definitely improved over the years from the Brad Tavares fight and the and the Derek Brunson fight. So it's gotten a lot better, man. But I feel like this type of fight is going to bring the best out on Douglas. I mean, he's going to get to go toe-to-toe, you know, trade punches and kicks. And, you know, me personally, I feel like Douglas Lima has harder leg kicks than Lorenz Lorenz Larkin. I feel like he has some of the best kicks in the business. I mean, we saw what happened with Andre anytime Douglas landed that low kick. I mean, Andre stopped in his tracks, limped for limped a couple steps and you know look to took him down or look to just recover man it's that it's that serious and um you know i feel like you know like we said that bellator debut you know and and i've seen lorenz break before man i've seen him i've seen him go out there and get uh knocked out by costas philippou or you know get clinicked on by brad tavares back in the day you know granted those were a long time ago even that third round against masvidal he broke you know what i'm saying so um, the longer this fight goes, man, I feel like it actually favors Douglas. And, you know, I feel like Douglas is at home. This is the Bellator cage. This is his his division, his company. And I feel like he's going to uh, put on a show and open some eyes here. I'm with you 100%, man, here. It's not even a hometown thing, man. I feel like like Douglas can go out there, use the Brad Tavares game plan. Everyone needs to go back and watch Lorenz Larkin, Lorenz Larkin versus Brad Tavares because people think that, you know, it's just like, Oh, you know, Larkin wasn't the same at middleweight. I mean, Larkin was fucking up dudes at heavyweight. You know, I feel like people forget that. You remember the Jean Volante fight, bro? Yeah, Scott Lighty Like, fight. <laughs> dude, he killed dudes at heavyweight. And, you know, he still had speed at, at middleweight. It's just that welterweight was his optimal weight class, man. But, like, you know, go back and watch that Brad Tavares fight. That's the exact game plan that Douglas Lima needs to use here. You know what I mean? He needs to pick his shots. You know, if it's time to jab to the body, it's time to jab to the body. If it's time to throw a big leg kick, it's time to throw a big leg kick. I know that Lorenz throws leg kicks too, but it's more, you know, I don't want to say it's point leg kicks, but it's it's it's, it, it's yeah. different than what Douglas throws. When Douglas throws a leg kick, you start limping, okay? Let's just uh, put it like this. And I think that when... You know, Lorenz comes in the pocket and starts going for, you know, his blitz, his uh, explosive combos, which he's so fast. And he could catch Douglas, you know. He's got the capability to catch anyone. I feel like Douglas is an expert with his counters, and uh, he can land the hardest shot to put Lorenz Larkin away, you know. Similar to how Costa Filippo or, you know, Brad Tavares. Not Brad Tavares didn't knock him out, but I'm just saying the game plan, you know. And, and people can make the excuse like, Oh, the guys he fought at 85 wanted to take him down. Okay, Derek Brunson wanted to take him down. Yeah, that's true. But the other guys outstruck with him. You know what I'm saying with him, man? And we can talk about how, oh, he beat Santiago. But Santiago and Douglas fight nothing alike. Not at all. Like, Santiago is known for his laser beams. Douglas is known for picking his shots, those heavy leg kicks. If you take Douglas down, 
that butterfly, that, that sweep. butterfly sweep <laughs> gets right back up. And the only guys that beat Douglas are guys that take him down and grind him. Lorenz is not about to take him down and grind him. I think that this is actually a bad matchup for Lorenz Larkin, and I'm highly considering a, a two-unit bet on uh, Douglas Lima at plus 160 here. So, you know, we'll see what happens, but I think I'm going to take that shot. And, uh, yeah, Douglas Lima plus 160. I like it. Yeah, man, um, I feel like it's a good opportunity for Douglas to move to that next level, man, and become a household name. Indeed it is. So the main event of the evening, we've been waiting for this fight for a long time. I wish they were, they were the, or I hope that they are juiced to the gills. We got Chael Sonnen, he's minus 145. The comeback on Vanderlei Silva is plus 125. Now, do we have not seen Vanderlei in a very long time? And you saw those pictures, man. He's looking very out of shape, man. And not only that, you know, both of them had, you know, both of them had been out for a while, but at least Chael got to come back. Even though he got embarrassed, at least he got to come back, get that rust, you know, under his belt. And uh, now with Vanderlei, he took him down once with that blast double on tough. I know he can take him down on the feet, you know. I'm not saying that Chael can't uh, can't hold his own, man. We saw him drop Anderson Silva. This, you know, granted he was juiced out of his <laughs> mind. Both both guys were juiced out of their minds back in the day, but. At this point, man, I feel like Vanderlei is going to gas very quick. That layoff is no joke. You know, it's one thing to take a one-year layoff. Even, like, Vince Pichel take a three-year layoff. But to take a five-year layoff or whatever it's been, you know, I don't know if he's going to come back the same. I mean, obviously not going to come back the same. I'm just saying I don't think he can beat Chael here. I think Chael is going to grind him out in this one. Now, Chael has the affinity to find a way to lose, so he could get caught in some kind of choke. But I don't feel like Vanderlei catches people in chokes very often. And I... You know, unless he's been training something, has a trick up his sleeve, I see Chael getting it done. Yeah, um, I mean, both guys are obviously done, but like you said, man, Chael has the tendency to find a way to lose, and, you know, I think he'll be winning this fight for the most part, getting easy takedowns, but at some point, they'll be back on the feet, and, you know, I think Wandy's going to KO him. Um, even though coming off the five-year layoff, I mean, neither guy should be fighting, so it's a 50-50 fight in my opinion, you know, um... But I think Wandy's gonna catch him at some point with either knees shooting, uh, uh, chair shooting, it, shooting in, or you know by maybe he might even pull out a submission. I mean we've seen Chell get tapped several times, so uh, I'm gonna go with Wandy. So before we got out of here, the fight to watch and the fighter to watch. So Shaq, what's the fight to watch for uh, for Bellator NYC? You know I'm gonna go with uh, Chandler and Premise, man. Um, I want to see if uh, Premise can you know survive the storm, because I'm really interested to see. When Chandler gasses out, what Primus can do in that third, fourth, and fifth round? Definitely, man. You know, because this kid Primus is no joke. He's not just going to fall down. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. You have to knock this kid yeah. out to beat him. So <laughs> I'm very curious to see if you can drag Michael Chandler to deep water. And obviously, watching Mike, Ch Mike Chandler in that first round, it's a treat. You yeah. know, he's such an explosive, dynamic athlete. My fight to watch is Douglas Lima versus Lorenz Larkin. Look, this could easily be you know, a UFC co-main event, man. You know what I'm saying? There's two of the top welterweights on planet Earth. We got to see how Lorenz Larkin handles that Bellator debut. And he's taking on a very stiff test. He's taking on the top of the mountain in Bellator and Douglas Lima, who, you know, he's been paying his dues for years. I mean, you remember that fight he had with Matt Brown in someone's basement back in, back in the day? You know what I mean? It's on YouTube. Check it out. So that that's my fight to watch. So Shaq, who is your fighter to watch for Bellator um, NYC? 
Man, my fighter, fighter to watch is Douglas Lima, man. Um, I'm excited to see what he's going to do. And like I said earlier, it's, this is his opportunity to become a household name and, you know, become the greatest welterweight in Bellator history. Indeed it is, man. I couldn't have said it better myself. And my fighter to watch is the great, the GOAT, Fedor Emelianenko. I mean, look, anytime you get the chance to watch, even though some of the times it's been sad, you know, lately, it's still... You remember where you were when you watched Fedor fight. You know, he's one of those fighters, and even though a lot of people are counting him out here, I still, every time he fights, it's a special occasion. It's monumental, and if he goes out there, lands one of his signature overhand rights, one of his blitzes, and puts Matt Mitrion away, it would really make a, really put a smile to my face, and uh, he's my fighter to watch, man. Yeah, man, uh, Fedor is the legend, arguably uh, the GOAT. And, um, you know, like you said, it's it's an occasion when he fights you have to watch. Indeed it is. Well, Shaq, we did it this weekend. Two nights, two fight cards. It's going down. We got to cash these bets. They got to follow you at MMA Genius 05. They got to follow me at Best Fight Picks. Go to bestfightpicks.com for the plays. Subscribe to Half the Battle on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Stitcher. Hook up the five-star reviews. And until the next time, Let's cash these bets. Yeah, man, let's cash them.